Good afternoon. This is the Executive Girlfriends Group. It's Chickie Fitzgerald on Friday, July 20th, 2012. And I am so excited today because I have made a new friend this week. And her name is Kathleen Amici. And, and Kathy, do you go mostly by Kathy or by Kathleen? Uh, mostly by Kathy. I always okay. knew my mother was mad at me when she called me Kathleen. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you a funny story because, as you know, my name is Chicky, mm-hmm. and I've got a middle. I'm the youngest of three girls, and I've got a middle sister whose birth name was Elizabeth. But my oldest sister, Kathleen, couldn't say Elizabeth, so she's gone by Buff her whole life, B U F F. And so we've got Chicky, Buff, and Kathleen, and she's never even gone by Kathy in our family. Oh my goodness! So I. I have an older sister named Kathleen, but I will definitely call you Kathy because I uh, I uh, know my husband's name is Michael, and he hates it when people call him Mike. <laughs> you know, they think they're being familiar, but that's really not his name. So they're they're actually being unfamiliar by by shortening that. Okay, that's true. Well, that's interesting. You know, we all have our stories about our names, don't we? Definitely, definitely. Well, um, let's. Start uh, kind of at the beginning. I, you know, I always like to hear uh, just about the the personal side and the professional side and and how they come together to where you are today. And we know you're an author. We know that you run uh, a really cool blog about traveling, which we're going to talk about both of those. But let's just talk about Kathy. Uh, just you know, give me your thumbnail. Well, let me start back at the age of 16. My first job was at a shoe store. And I got into accounting, and I thought that that was it. My whole career was laid out in front of me, and I was going to be an accountant. And uh, it was great at 16 years old. I didn't have to worry about anything else. Uh, Graduated in accounting, got my CPA license. My first audit, I was with Deloitte when it was Deloitte, Haskins, and Sells, was counting sticks of dynamite, Chickie, and I will say it was a bang. (laughs) It was a bust, not a bang. It was horrible. I hated it. I thought, oh, my gosh. I spent all this time, all these resources, I'm going to be an accountant, and I hate it, so now what am I going to do? So that was my first career crisis, and I... No, I was just going to say, you know, you told me this story the other day, but I missed the fact that you started doing it when you were 16 in a store, and I started as a bookkeeper in in a Christian bookstore at age 16. Now, I didn't go to school to become a CPA, but so go ahead and, and talk about about but, your But, you know, it bus. just resonated, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, to me, it was, and it was the analytical side, it was the organizational Absolutely. side, it was all, I could make it neat, and it could fit, it was, you know, it was footing, the columns foot, it was beautiful. So, okay, so I'm no longer going to be an accountant, but I went ahead and I thought, okay, three little letters after the end of my name would be a good thing. So I got my CPA license. Computers were just starting out. I had taken the obligatory COBOL class in college, um, I, so I, I did know how to somewhat program, but got more into the business side of it. My first PC was the size of a Singer sewing machine. All I knew what to do was control, alt, delete, and I just started playing. <laughs> I um, worked with computer systems my early in my career, helping manufacturers, um, healthcare, financial services pick out computer systems, implement them, write the policies, write the procedures, do everything that was revolved around getting a business operational and up and running. I ended up at the Tribune Company purely by happenstance because when I was with Dun & Bradstreet Software, Dun & Bradstreet decided to sell DBS, and the chief technology officer went over to the Tribune Company. I called him up. I said, hey, you're in my backyard. Let me take you to lunch. He recruited me in. I came in to swap out computer systems, became the director of application development. 
And when I uh, got tapped on the shoulder about six months into it, they said, you know, we have this stalled project we want you to consider taking over. And somewhere I read in the business book, taking over a stalled project was a good thing for your career. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize at that moment that we had uh, a board member that had convinced everyone we were going to melt as of Y2K. So I took over the stalled year 2000 project, reported to the board, and um, ended up becoming chief information officer. Now, you and I know chief information officer stands for you know a career in technology. <laughs> right. CIO, in those of us that are in the world, in the business world, and in the technology wor- world, stands for career is over. I didn't know that until after I took the job. Oh wow! Isn't that funny? So, um, Tribune, fast forward. Tribune merges with Times Mirror. Help them through the Times Mirror merger. The bottom falls out of media. I leave. My husband looks at me and says, you know, since the day I met you, you talked about writing a book for business women to travel because I was on the road for five years straight, Monday through Friday, had everything possible happen to me. And I said, huh, I thought I did to write a book. I'll sit down and write it. I had no clue what I was doing, which is a good thing because I wrote it and I rewrote it and I held the focus group and then I read the book about how to get your nonfiction book published. And uh, I realized I did it all backwards, but what it was a good thing because the book was done and I could show a publisher the final work. And I actually found one purely by happenstance, and we got published. We were number one on Amazon's bestseller in 2005, bestseller list in 2005 for women business travelers. I had no clue there was such a thing. Uh, the second book was the international book, came out in '07. Along the way, I have straddled two worlds. I have straddled the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world. I'm still a uh-huh. technologist and a geek at heart, so I've helped consulting firms start up um, consulting practices all geared around the chief information officer and that role, the CIO role. I have worked as an acting chief operating officer in a software company, and I will always stay with some technology in my world and in my life and in my career, as well as the Women Road Warrior side. So it was a little more than two minutes, but that's my story. <laughs> well, there was no time limit unless it was self-imposed. But I will tell you, I am now convinced that we are twins born of, of different mothers separated at birth. <laughs> oh, let's, okay, do tell me why. <laughs> well, no, there are just so many parallels. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think I shared with you the, the other day that, um, you know, I went off to college, but I wrote a, rather than getting a degree, I wrote a paper on the value of experience versus education. And so I short-circuited that whole, what did I get this degree for, and just went right into the business world. And, you know, I didn't realize uh, early on that I couldn't go to a a recruiter uh, to find a job. I didn't realize they wouldn't want someone who wasn't a college graduate. And, And I ended up going into, you know, accounting in a travel agency, which is how I got in the travel industry. Okay. And, um, you know, I wrote my first book much later, but it was a, it wasn't a, a popular business bro- uh, book. I certainly could have written the Woman Road Warrior. Absolutely. I didn't. I was busy living it, and yes, and yes. so many of our listeners, and and I think, uh, as you know from your your contacts with um, uh, with Carrie Broussard, that. Uh, many of our Executive Girlfriends group members are from the travel industry, but not not really the frontline travel agent type, but people who are providing technology and services and professional services for the travel industry. And, you know, then the other half, uh, you know, we have a significant number of people who are in, in technology companies and, uh, you know, all the way down to uh, – 
uh, entrepreneurs who are consulting or trying, really trying to figure out what their next uh, role is. And, and I know we spoke about this uh, the other day when we first met of, you know, after you've had a, a career and you've had the business card with an impressive company name on it that everyone recognizes and you've had a great title, you know, there comes that day when you say, you know, is that all there is? And And at least for me, that's what kind of put me in that place where the whole entrepreneurial path began to look interesting. But I want to back up just a little bit and, and talk about the book. And, and the book is called The Woman Road Warrior. And uh, it is available on the Executive Girlfriends Group uh, book site for those that are members and uh, for those who are just listening on uh, our Blog Talk Radio channel or our iTunes channel, you can go to womanroadwarrior.com and read about the book and then, of course, order the book. So you you talked a little bit about finding the publisher and how you know you you really hadn't had a, a grand plan to make that work, but but tell me what having written that book did for you. What what were the uh, the repercussions after writing the book? Yeah, you know, it was very interesting. It, I wrote the book because I it was something I always said I would do, and I hadn't really thought about what was next other than the okay I had to check that off my to do list, my life to do list. And when I looked for a publisher and then started getting out there and becoming, you know, the traveler-in-chief of womanroadwarrior.com and what that meant, I ran into so many other women that said, you know, I- I've lived the life you've lived. I, I could have written the book. And uh, I always look at them and I said, I wish you had. <laughs> we could share. <laughs> and really what I find, and this is what I find with women in business and professional, personal, whatever walk of life I'm in, is that women like to share. And we seem to share over stories and over experiences. So what we're trying to do with the Women Road Warrior site is make that a portal and make that a site for sharing and giving you the best tips. Because, look, I went out on the road. I had I was a traveler, but I had no clue really what all this business travel was about. And I put on 15 pounds in the first three months because I believed that calories didn't count outside your home city. And right. even as an experienced traveler, I was held up at gunpoint on my way to O'Hare at 6 in the morning one morning. And I, you know, we've all had those experiences. And if I can, I think it's a good day if I'm helping somebody not have to relive some of those experiences. Right. And, and, and let's face it, Chicky, it's tough to travel these days. And it's a juggling act, and the, you know, the vendors and everybody is trying to get more with less, and it's a repercussion on, on the bottom line and especially on the traveler because it gets tough. Right. We want to be able to give you the tips, give you the tools, make your day a little bit better. And that's so really is, what it is. So is there a strong uh, community for women road travelers? There's a huge community, and it's a subculture. And if you tap into it, and that's what we do. And, you know, we have a LinkedIn site, LinkedIn uh, Woman Road Warrior group. And we have, and I have been out there, and other people get out there and say, I'm going to New York, where am I staying? I'm going to Miami, where do I eat? What right. about this? You know, what are you reading? How do you put things together? And we see each other in, on the, in the airports, and we see each other now in the rental car buses and everything where before, when I first started traveling, I don't know your experiences, I was the only one there, or at least it felt that way. And there's a connection where you, you know, you just, even if you make eye contact and you just say hello, there's a connection of you're you're part of the group and you're part of the tribe. And it's almost 50% of business travelers now are women. 
Right. And if you look at the marketing to women and you look at the demographics and you look at the, some of the statistics, women are going to share with a lot of other women what they like as well as what they dislike. And we are making travel decisions for our families, for ourselves, for an extended community, and we're a huge influencer. And right. I would like to see the vendor community, the travel community, get behind that. Well, and I know you've had experience, and, and I'm presuming that this is where you and Carrie got connected uh, with uh, the Wyndham uh, Women yeah. on Their Way program. And, and Wyndham has been a very, very strong supporter of the Executive Girlfriends Group since its inception. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have them as a sponsor of a couple of different events that we have had. And so I do know that they care. So talk to us a little bit about that, because I think they are a model uh, you know, for supplier organizations that can pay more attention to women and actually craft products around them. And, and you're right. And Wyndham was a leading was a leader, and there's no doubt about that. And they and they're continuing to be a leader. The other one would be Kimpton Hotels. They mm-hmm. also have, do a lot for the woman business traveler. And the products or the services are one that has to deal with security. I don't wish to have my hotel room stated out loud so everybody can hear me. Right. Uh, That still happens today. I don't wish to be right next to the elevator or right next to the exits because that, again, is not safe. That still happens today. I don't know about you, but I change rooms three times on average when I go to a hotel. It always amazes me. And I'm not that that difficult. I really am not. I, I just know what I want and what I what I need. And, you know, even to the point of amenities, I uh, would say that, you know, lighting in the bathroom is oh, so no important kidding. to a woman. I mean, really. Okay, so you, you've experienced that too. It's just so, so very, very, very important. It's the little things that matter. It's just the little no things kidding. that matter to, and to most women. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, there's been this huge discussion of do you have women-only floors? Right. And are we going backward? I mean, there's been every five or ten years there's an uproar because a hotel puts a women-only women only floor up there. Right. And, and my philosophy is it's an option. You have the option to stay on a woman-only floor, and if you're more comfortable doing that, the, the, you know, it's no different than I want a twin size better, I want a queen size better, I want a king. The hotel right. is providing an option. Right. And it doesn't need to be we're going backwards or anything like that. It's all about travel as option, uh, options, and it's making it easier for the woman traveler. And, that's and so has, has Wyndham carried this down to, to their other brands? I know they, they have, uh, at last count, I think 11 brands. Do they do it just in, in the Wyndham um, primary brand? For the most part, it's in the women primary brand, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, because the the question would be, and, and, you know, I know a lot of women would love to be able to stay at Kimpton's or at, at Wyndham's, um, but their company's travel policy uh, perhaps precludes that. And, uh, you know, simply just because of the cost, Kimpton is one of my favorite brands, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, can be a little bit pricey depending on the city that you're in. So uh, what has been your experience at, at the other mainstream brands that are the three-star full-service or the three-star um, you know, uh, partial or no-service brands? Um, do you see anybody really leading the pack on, on that front 
being more friendly to women? I, I don't. I don't see a change. I, I don't see a more friendly or less friendly to women. I feel that it's um, very uniform in, in the other brands. They've talked a little bit about being more friendly to women. They haven't quite gotten there yet. I've had some conversations with some people at those um, hotels, uh, hotel chains and have, have given suggestions. I'm hoping that eventually some of the suggestions will be able to be put into into use. I will also say, for those of you that are on T&E policies and that you cannot afford to stay at a Kimpton or, or you know something like that because of price, Go back to the travel manager or think to yourself if you can afford it, if you want to give yourself a treat, pay the difference. I have done that a ton in the corporate right. travel world. I have wanted to stay at the Mondrian Hotel in Los Angeles, and I was out there on business, and I paid the difference. I never would have been able to enjoy it because paying full boat, but being right. splitting it was a great win-win. Exactly. And it's a great treat. What about the other travel suppliers? Are there things that airlines and car rental companies and and uh, you know some of the other genres of of uh, travel suppliers what what can they do differently to cater to women? Well, on the car rental side, I'm going to go on security. I am going to suggest that you um, if, if you're a member of their program, you can, for the most part, you'll go into the fast lane and be able to pick out your car and you're going to be able to go. Even if you're not, if it's a woman coming in there, you want to pay attention to that because you don't want a woman out there um, in your lot in the dark. Right. Try to be helpful from that standpoint. A GPS, so if you're lost and they can help you, is very, very, very helpful from that standpoint. I think that, you know, some women are petite, so don't put a petite woman in either a really, really small car or a big behemoth because some women, petite women can't see over very well, and you want them to right. be able to see the periphery from that standpoint. And in taking the travel vendors and just going forward and just, I think there's so much data mining that can be done. I'm going to put on my technical hat for a minute and how you can cater to the customer and make the customer experience better. Whether you you know forget the, the let's just go gender neutral here for a minute, Chicky. I stay at to certain hotels that are four star, five star, and I come back the next time, and they know me, and they'll say welcome back, and they know my likes and my dislikes. If you take that data and aggregate that data across a number of different platforms, and you can talk to your customer and make it a better customer experience, that's going to build loyalty as much as points. And I think that's the disconnect that's going on in, within the travel world with the travel vendors right now. And that um, I think, especially when they're, the airlines are nickel and diming us all to death, uh, that could make the experience that much better. Now, I know your book also addresses uh, just the specific issues that uh, you face as a new mother. Uh, I found mm -hmm. it very interesting that you also talk about widows who are mastering the travel process solo for the first time, and also those who are managing a household. And I, as you and I discussed the other day, one of the unique things about the Executive Girlfriends Group is 90% of the women in this group are the breadwinners for their families. Okay. And uh, some some don't have to travel, but most do. And, you know, what do you do when something breaks at home? You know, how do you cope with that? 
Um, you know, if you are a new mother, uh, I remember when I got my first million-dollar consulting contract at Carlson Companies uh, when they were going to build their 24K um, uh, consumer platform in 1999. My daughter was exactly 18 months old, mm-hmm. and uh, we were pitching this deal, and, I, and it was with Ernst & Young uh, who before they had merged with Capgemini. And normally the pitch process, and and I know you know this from having spent time in consulting, you know, you go in and they bring in a whole team of of, uh, young Turks who have their MBAs and you kind of camp out in a hotel room and everybody works all night, uh, you know, with pizza and, and, you know, you come up with this uh, huge proposal and, you know, and then you hope that you're going to get the deal. Well, on this particular one, we had a phone call with the client, and it wasn't even very detailed at that. And then on Monday, I got the call saying, we got the gig, and you need to be in Minneapolis on Monday, and you, you need to be there four days a week. And I just about flipped because, first of all, I just wasn't mentally prepared. We hadn't even really pitched what our piece was going to be, but clearly price wasn't an issue. So... Um, you know, we did get the deal, but I remember getting on the plane in Atlanta where we lived at the time that first time, and I cried all the way to Minneapolis. And I thought, I'm a strong, capable woman, and I am falling apart. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not alone. No, you're not alone, and I, and I get that. And um, you, you've got to, you know, if you're still breastfeeding, you got to deal with that. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's easier now than it was in 99 to being able to ship milk back or save it or whatever and freeze it. You know, let, let's take a step back, and what you really need as a new mother is, is you need a support team. Right. And, you have, and, take, and technology helps a lot with that, a real lot with that. I mean, you, you, nothing is going to take away from mom's embrace. Nothing is right. going to take away from the gentleness and the connection with mom. I, I don't care what anybody says. Um so you know you've got to get through that part and, and get your arms around the fact that there's going to be guilt and there's going to be remorse and there's going to be totally freaking out. Right. And it's okay to do that because you need to experience that, you need to acknowledge that, you need to talk about that and you need to move forward on that. And then once you get through all of that, make sure you've got the good support team in place. And the right. good support we, team is who are we going to call when there's an emergency? Who are you leaving your child with? Do you really trust right. them or are you taking them with you? Right. Um, well, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because when, when Kira was first born, um, for the first uh, 13 months I was nursing her, and I did take her with me on every mm-hmm. business trip. Mm-hmm. And and I just stayed in hotels that had a concierge who could find me a babysitter who would stay in the room. And, you know, so that when I came home, the babysitter went home, and, you know, and all was right with the world. And uh, in many cases, I was traveling to a city where I had friends, so I could call on friends, uh, you know, to watch her as well. But it's it's surprising how easy that is. In fact, it's much easier than finding a babysitter at home who, while you're gone, gets sick and can't show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the the best babysitter at home is mom, is grandma, or grandpa, right. or aunt, yeah. or sisters, some familiar, some family member is going to be the best sitter at home. And, right. again, technology has helped you with, with all of that. And the concierge, you know, people sometimes use concierge, sometimes they don't. They are the best help for anybody that's on the road. They are right. an untapped resource as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm on a personal name basis with concierges all over the country. <laughs> Definitely. You know, from, from places I stay and, and people I talk to and, and where to go and who, who who to talk to and everything like that. But let's finish up with the, the, the new mom. 
So bringing the baby with you is a fabulous idea and one that I strongly embrace and one that I strongly encourage. And, and working with the hotel, even working with the client, especially if you're traveling and they're used to consultants coming in, they're going to be able to have ideas for you. Right. Um, technology today can get you out on LinkedIn and can get you into a group and you can say, well, any suggestions on where to go, what to do, who I can talk to, and, and of right. course, the friend network. When you're traveling and the kids are in grade school, when the kids are in high school, let, let's face it, most high schoolers don't even want to talk to their parents. So right. <laughs> having the conversation with that. Texting, get a routine in place. I know a lot of travelers that will Skype with their children uh, when they're on the road, uh, which is a great thing because you can see face-to-face. You can have more time that is their time that is specific, and you'll have a better conversation than nine times out of ten than when you're at home. You know, I agree with that. And when my kids were little, I would, in fact, when I was going back and forth to Minneapolis, I would buy two copies of any children's book that I bought for my daughter, and I would take one with me. And at bedtime, I would read her the same storybook she had in front of her. And, of course, now that's easier with Skype. They can actually see you. But this, this right. way she could actually be, be in, in bed with, uh, you know, the phone on uh, on speaker and I could read to her. And, uh, you know, I found that helped a lot. And, and because uh, I was raised in a household that sang a lot, you know, I would, I would tape uh, uh, lullabies to her that I would mm-hmm. sing to her. So, you know, I think there are a lot of things, and technology does enable us so much. Um, talk to me just a little bit about the widows uh, who are mastering the travel process solo. That, that one caught my eye. That's a, 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 you have to gulp and you have to swallow and you've got to find your voice. And the first trip is going to be the hardest, especially if you're going by yourself. Um, And know that you've got it in you and know that this is an experience that you have to get through um, in order to tackle your fears and to keep moving forward in life. And it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of widows will go with a group to begin with uh, on their first solo travel experience so that everything is figured out for them and they just have to go from one place to the other. Uh, That's a great first step. Another first step is obviously with a girlfriend uh, to be able to do that. But if you're on your own, do your due diligence, spend a little bit more money and stay in some nicer hotels and being able to, uh, that are in good locations, and do your research online as far as where to go and Tap into the concierge because they're going to be able to tell you places to eat. And the flight attendants are fabulous and a great resource in telling you where to go, cafes, where to shop, what to eat, what to do. And if you have a passion, I, you know, I have a passion on baseball games and the opera, of all things. So during <laughs> baseball season, I would go and work with the concierge and I'd go give tickets and I'd go to a baseball game. And I score, so I don't even have to. You know, I'm so involved in the baseball game. I don't even. I don't even know I'm not. There, I'm there by myself anymore. Right, right. The, I, you know, the opera for me is. I, you can play dress up, and you know, you can have a glass of champagne in the breaks, and it's just so much fun. And it's something that I. It's an indulgence that I do on for myself. And if you're a widow, uh, again, what is the indulgence you want to do for yourself? And um, please visit WomanRoadWarrior.com's uh, group. Um, on LinkedIn, ask questions. There are so many people that want to help you. But I I just want to say don't stay in the house. And when right. you're in a new city, don't stay in the hotel room. Get out. If you're afraid or you're 
uncomfortable, not afraid, if you're uncomfortable going to a restaurant by yourself, a couple of things. You can you know, bring a book, bring an iPad, bring a Kindle, do something that you've got to read so that you're engrossed in something so you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs and feeling like you're... Right, staring you're around out, the restaurant. You know, yeah, yeah. That people are, if you find... Now, well, this is still happening in a lot of um, restaurants, and it drives me nutty, is that they'll put, take a single woman and they'll put her in the back next to the kitchen doors. Right. Which drives me nuts. So if I know that that's where we're headed and I see a table and we're walking by, all I do is I say, you know what, this looks great. I'd really like to sit here. Totally throws them off, and nine times out of ten they'll say yes. And, and that's a great thing to do from to, to be able to be out and about. And, you know, it's summertime in most parts of the world, so you can sit out in a cafe and that's even easier from that standpoint. But really, again, find your voice and, and, and conquer your fears if you're a widow. Right. Well, I want to switch gears just a little bit because one of the things that uh, really attracted me on on your Woman Road Warrior uh, website is your uh, is it Michi 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 or Michi Michi? No, Michi Michi. My last name's Amici, so ah, it's a yes. truncation of my last name. I um, eventually would. I, I, it's interesting. I started with the exit strategy on the travel products. I knew eventually I'd sell the line, and I didn't want to have my name on there because I figured, you know, I can muck up my own name just fine. I don't need somebody <laughs> else helping me with that. So Michi Michi is the line of our travel products. And we start with, with two very small products, you know, and this came out from 9-11, honestly, Chicky, because at 9-11 we all had to start showing our IDs. And I don't know about you, but my ID was left on the floor at the airport at O'Hare, and I was in San Francisco, and it was really tough to rent a, a car. Right. So the um, snapback bag is uh, on a retractable reel. It can stay, you know, it, it clips into anything inside of your briefcase where you can put your passport, uh, you can put some money, and then you don't have to worry about you know, where it's all at and losing it. And then also we have um, travel products for treads and a non-slip waterproof sole. And um, I've got flight attendants that will wear them in the showers. I've got... Uh, we have customers that are business women that will, after a full day of being in hills, take those off, take the heels off, put their treads on, and just walk through the airport. You can do anything in those treads other than hard cardio and shoveling snow. For those of us in the <laughs> Midwest and the East Coast can't do that. And when they get dirty, you just throw them in the washer and dryer. And then, and then they get clean again. It's wonderful. And who knew? And, again, it was one of these other things that I never anticipated being an entrepreneur, much less an author. And one thing led to another, and it's just thinking of the woman business traveler holistically. Wow. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I have never ventured out into is is physical product creation. Uh, like you, I'm a, a technology-oriented individual, and I've created, you know, tons of technology products. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am just absolutely in awe that that you could even, uh, you know, take uh, your concept and get it into something not only so clever and useful but so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And and I just I love them. And so I'm going to encourage everybody who's listening to go to michimichi.com, m i c c i m i c c i.com and copy that URL and go over and post it on Pinterest because um you know, I I've got a category called uh you know, clever useful items and oh. and uh, or clever Clever, useful products, and so you are uh, getting posted on my board as we speak. Oh, thank you very much. That's wonderful. Yeah, well, I, you know, I. 
I think it's it's so one of the hardest things for any business, and whether you're selling travel online or you're selling products or books or, or whatever it is, um, you know, half the battle feels like building it or creating it or writing it and getting a website that has it. But the real uh, challenge is marrying buyers and sellers, and we have so many tools available to us now. But I, I find uh, women don't always ask for that help. And and uh, we've had a lot of guests recently on the Executive Girlfriends group that says that we are so great at like asking for somebody to be our mentor, but asking for somebody, you know, to really help us specifically in pushing our business forward is something that we don't do as well. Yeah. And and really asking for sponsors to say, you know, again, very specifically, if you've got a Pinterest account, you've got a lot of people following you or if you've got a Facebook account, you know, go ahead and post this today because uh, these really are amazing. And, you know, I have to get myself a, a collection of them. I don't travel as much as I used to, but uh, I've got to have them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, look, you can wear them to yoga. You can wear them running around. Um, you know, we started with travel, but there's multiple uses for them. So um, enjoy them. We'll get you a pair. That's easy. <laughs> we'll get you a pair. That'll be fun. But you're right, and you know, Definitely. women don't ask, and we don't push ourselves and our businesses along as much as we should. And I am hoping in this next uh, decade that we we find our voices a little bit more on that and continue to make progress uh, from that standpoint. You know, you um, in in the travel world or in the executive world or the professional world, and you're traveling like I was, and you're, you're gone five days a week, and now four, you're out of the office. You really need to make a point of getting back in and knowing the key players and asking and taking care of your career, no different than your business, and pushing it forward. Because if you don't, what I found, especially when I was gone for five years straight on the road, is they just think you're out there happy and everything's okay if you're not saying anything. And right. most people don't know to ask you, that's, how are you that's doing? You know, absolutely true. Yeah. Well, Kathy, I have just so enjoyed talking to you about your book and about the womanroadwarrior.com uh, website, which, uh, again, if if you are uh, a woman and you do travel for your job or, or uh, you just love to travel, period, you've got to get uh, Kathy's book. And, again, the book is called The Woman Road Warrior. It is available on all of the normal channels uh, you can buy it actually on her website. And for those of you who are Executive Girlfriends Group members on our Executive Girlfriends Group book club uh, store site, we do have Kathy's book as well. And uh, again, check out her uh, very, very clever treads and satchels and snap uh, snapback bags uh, that she was just talking about where you can put your, your ID, your passport if you're traveling internationally and uh, have it easily accessible. She also has them in gift sets, which I think is great because quite often uh, we have friends that we don't have any clue what to buy for them. And uh, this is an amazing uh, item that you can give as a gift. So uh, please help uh, help Kathy promote that. Uh, again, uh, posting it on Pinterest is my favorite now because uh, when you've got great great photos on your site, uh, uh, you know people love to come and check it out. So. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed this. And stay safe, and I have no doubt I will see everybody on the road. 
Absolutely, Kathy. Well, let me go ahead and turn off our recording. And uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And for those who would like to learn more about the Executive Girlfriends Group, it's www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. Have a great day, and we will talk to you next Friday.